did his pow out. The Powwow with Mo podcast. What up, and welcome to episode 24 of the Powwow with Mo podcast. I am Mo. I am Powwow. All right, so 24, made it uh, past your birthday now. That's for sure. So you're one year older. I am, I'm 29. Anything uh, good or crazy happen on your birthday? Um, I mean, we had, I had a good time with the family. Uh, I got an Apple Watch for my birthday, which is pretty sweet. Um, we were gonna Can be you pr- yell commands at it? You can. So like, can I try to imitate you and yell stuff to it? Like, text Jill, blah, 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 and see if it happened? It, it could. All right. Um, New game. <laughs> sorry, we'll have to try that next time. But yeah, it was pretty good overall. I got to hang out with uh, most of my family. Um, we got to go out and eat um, at a, a Buelos where it was a pretty decent place. Um, Worst Mexican. <laughs> but it, it, was, it wasn't it was bad. It was, you know, another good weekend hanging out with family. Got to come back yesterday. Um, really just kind of a mellow birthday, which was pretty nice, honestly. Right. All right. So you've been mentioning Abuelos. Mm-hmm. And it's not like probably the worst mexican but something i've noticed no, in my life is the further north you get of texas the worse the mexican food seems to get so i grew up well i think it's also the the less mexican that it gets but th- that's not even still a thing because if it if you gave me authentic mexican food i don't like it i want tex-mex i want like i got you, you know what i mean yeah. good tex-mex um so like i grew up four miles from the red river you know mm-hmm. from texas so all the Mexican food around where I was at was pretty good normally. And then in Ada, which is, you know, a good two hours north, mm-hmm. it's like 50-50, if that. Yeah. Um, Tulsa, even less so. I know one time when I was a kid, me and my parents went to a Mexican restaurant in Colorado in which they opened up the Campbell's cheese sauce, put it in a bowl and microwave, and that was your <laughs> cheese. Like, I was like, what is wrong with the world? Yep. Um, so anyway, just my observations. For so, sure. I know there's probably a lot happening in the world. I don't have probably quite as much on my list this week as normal, though. Um, what do you got going on? So the first thing I want to bring up um, is a team that we mutually uh, like, which is the Seattle Mariners. Yeah. Um, they re-signed an old player um, in the name of Ichiro Suzuki. That's yeah, my second favorite Mariner. He is going to be the 25th man on the roster. He's going to get the league minimum of $545,000. Um, but the biggest thing is that he, during this press conference, uh, mentions that he wants to play until his number, 51 years old. He's currently 45, um, playing in the league last year. Um, I believe he played with the Marlins. He was playing with the Yankees and Marlins over the last four or five years. Right. Um, and he was just kind of that pinch hitter, you know, maybe one hit a day if he's lucky type of guy. Um, and he wants to try to be a little bit more than that. I don't know um, how much he's going to actually contribute to the team um, with his degradation of stats. Now, granted – um, he still has muscle memory. I think he still has that exact same swing. There's right. no difference. There is obviously a little bit of power that is lost. Um, but but never wasn't a power hitter necessarily no. before. But that's what I'm saying is that little bit of extra power that he may have had where he could hit that slap home run to left field. Right. Um, I mean, honestly, from what I've gotten at or in my thought of sports or whatever, mm-hmm. is it's really how much athletes are trying to make their body in peak physical condition. Yeah. Because, like, I don't, I'm don't, i not a big LeBron fan, generally, but the older he gets, the more I'm like, he is really good, you know, and all that. Yeah. But he could have easily went off the hype, because I think what he has over everyone else is no one's ever had the hype and then lived up to it like he did. Yeah. Like, I mean, you know, from a kid, people were like, he has to be this amazing thing. He could have easily just been really good, 
and not done this insane conditioning he does. Yeah. Like Carmelo. Mm-hmm. Carmelo's really good, but you can tell he doesn't do like he's on the gym fucking seven days a no. week. Where LeBron is, yeah. and same with like Tom Brady. It's like he's old and like so performed, like because he works at it. So like if Ichiro was working at it every day, but with baseball and so many games, it's not like you can just be a gym rat necessarily. No. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I I don't know how that would work in baseball. I mean, really, it's, it's your off season that sets you up. I mean, you have to. And I just think at that age, you have to have a daily routine. Well, and that's what he was saying is that he, 360 days of the year, he dedicates to baseball. Like, oh, okay, so you, you have five days to your family. Great. Um, I don't know how smart <laughs> that is. Um, but it does look like uh, it's going to obviously help with the fan base, um, bringing some of those butts back in the seats. Um, but they asked the coach, you know, do you think that he's going to help you with wins? Right. There's never a definitive answer. But I do think the knowledge that he brings... I mean, I think, yeah, mentoring young players... ...is going to help. Um, but he does mention Ichiro says, you know, I'm, I'm playing with people that are... that I'm trying to be to have a spot that's younger than my kids. Right. So, I mean, it is it is humbling to him. But I do think he's going to have some shining moments. Um, just because he is that talented of a player. Right. I mean, he does have over 3,000 hits. He's had over 200 hits in the season multiple times, an MVP award. Um, I mean, he's got the caliber... It's just, is he going to be able to perform not on a day-to-day basis? Because I don't think he's going to be able to do that. I don't think he's going to start, so it doesn't matter. I agree. Right. Um, But I do think he may be one of those Derek Jeters that gets, you know, those perfect hits at the right time, like where he got, Derek Jeter got his 3,000 hit, was a home run. I think he's going to be that that perfect guy to fill in some of those holes that are needed. Right. All right, so something cool I saw this week is there's this Parkinson-smelling lady. Now, yep. this is kind of cool to me because uh, my grandma has Parkinson's and all the signs that led up to it, I pretty much have. So I'm like, let's figure this out because it's hereditary. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about that. Um, but anyway, so this old lady can smell Parkinson's mm-hmm. on someone. And they gave her a test and she sniffed 12 different people. She said, ele- or yeah, 12 people. She said they all have Parkinson's. But only 11 had Parkinson's. Mm-hmm. So people were like, she missed one. But then five months later, the 12th one got diagnosed with Parkinson's. It's crazy. So it's like she knew. And she figured it out, kind of. Not, she didn't really figure it out, but it came to fruition when her husband got Parkinson's. And she said she noticed a smell difference in him 25 years earlier. So if she would have known that smell was somehow linked to Parkinson's, maybe could have got treatment, you know, but they didn't know. So yeah. she's trying to use her thing. But, you know, you can look it up. Uh it's like a BBC news story about mm-hmm. her or whatever. Um, fascinating. I'm just so curious because, yeah. like, who knows who can smell what? You don't know that. If you're just like, oh, these people smell bad. What if you're smelling a disease because you have some ability to smell a disease that you just didn't know anything about? Evolution. I think it's super awesome. Right? I'm, I think right. it's awesome. I think she's obviously should have been a doctor. Like, this is a video game. Yeah, right. And it was born with, like, <laughs> Parkinson's sniffing ability. You class her as a doctor. Someone went back in time and messed up the timeline, and now she's just some what you know barista at Starbucks or I something. Um, something else that was a uh, a little crazy this week in the mountain from Game of Thrones. Oh yeah, set that record. set the world record for deadlift at a thousand and forty one pounds. See, do you think it's legit? Th- like, I don't I have a weird thought um, because I loved that documentary, Bigger, Stronger, Faster. That's about steroids. Mm-hmm. It really made me come around to being like, they're not that bad. Um, but he does take steroids or has. Because if you've seen a picture of mm-hmm. him as a college student, he's an itty-bitty guy. Um, does it make it legitimate or illegitimate? But, like, in all the world's strongest lifting things, like, all those dudes take steroids. Yeah. So I'm like, well, I guess he beat all those guys that are also taking – I don't know. It's a weird thing that in that sport, you know, it's kind of okay. 
Yeah, agreed. I mean, I, I don't think it's a problem. Well, um, it's not a problem for an actor who plays the Mountain Dew steroids. No, but is but, it for a world record? Right. I, I think it's the Barry Bonds argument. Um, slightly. Right. Even more so. Because in that, in that field... This is purely about Everyone strength. does steroids. It's not like you have to still hit the baseball or anything. Right. Um, but no, I think it's... Uh, it is impressive. I mean, looking at the weights, it's ridiculous. I mean, it looks like the bar is going to snap. But the thing that was most impressive to me when I watched the video, he didn't really strain. Right. Like, he just stood up. And I'm like, I feel like you could have done it, you know, another 20 kilos on there. See, my thing I love about deadlifting is, to me, deadlifting is the one... Uh, like weightlifting thing that when someone's new to it will brag to you about like oh, yeah. someone like you know like you're at work and they're like yeah bro i did like 450 pounds the other day <laughs> and you're like yeah we all did in eighth yep. grade that's like, what the coach made everyone thanks buddy yeah like, i don't know way to get on the uh, i understand it's level. probably not that extreme you know what i mean no, like, no, I people like i'm like if you bench press a whole bunch that's a little different. yeah like deadlifting always seems really easy until you get to that one point of oh never mind i can't yeah, exactly. But like up until then, it's super easy. Like one pound under that, super yeah. easy. You're like good, but then as soon as you hit, you're like, uh, and it's like it's got concrete on. I mean, yeah. it's it's bad. Yeah. So I have this new game on Facebook. Okay. Um, Snappy, who you know mm-hmm. was a listener, um, was the first person I did it with, and I did it to like seven memes in a row. Yeah. So every time I came across a meme that claimed some fact, I just researched it and was like, I wonder if that's true. So like his was some of. Um, there was a school shooting, and it was like the school shooting that just happened a couple weeks ago, where a armed officer stopped the shooter and no one died. Didn't hear about that, and I was like, I "Wonder if that really happened?" So I looked it up, mm-hmm. and it happened a year ago. Okay, and it is somewhat factual. A guy did step in and, and killed the shooter, mm-hmm. but he did kill one person. So to me, like, I was just like, well, that's not true. So like, to me, this is just the definition of fake news. And I think people think fake news, they think of like a completely made up story. Mm-hmm. But to me, it's more of taking a factual story, leaving out bits and pieces of information to make it look better. Like they could have totally put like one person died, but isn't that better than 30 or whatever? And that would have been yeah. a great story. Like I agree with that. For sure. But the fact they have to go out of their way and say it just happened and then say, you know, no one died or whatever. I was yeah. like. It's so weird. Um, and then, like, the next two or three memes of uh, people posting liberal and conservative, in general, I mean, like, they're kind of true, but they're always leaving something out. And then, like, I know people don't agree necessarily all the time with Snopes, but I think Snopes does a pretty good job of, like, here's the – we're trying to cut through the bullshit yeah. or whatever. Like, that's their their goal. I know it can't always happen. So, anyway, I – suggest everyone try that game if you just read something you're like that's really awesome or you read something that's like there's no way either way i think it's kind of interesting to look into it yeah because people that share stuff they don't look in i mean i don't know i think the type of people that share a lot of memes mm-hmm. probably don't have enough time to, to look probably not they just, they just share it um so this one it makes me laugh a little bit because um the title is this, a florida woman is suing a tampa bay restaurant for 1.5 million okay First thing comes to my mind, she either spilled hot coffee on herself, right. she slipped and fell, she maybe ate something that had a bug in it, something like that. Something right. crazy. The thing about the hot coffee thing is everyone acts like this woman just found a loophole, but McDonald's was actually keeping their coffee at no, something it, like it was, 200 degrees. Hot. Yeah. And like doing shit they shouldn't have done. Agreed. Right? <laughs> Not saying it's right, but that, that's just the first thing that comes you to know, my when mind. When we were kids, we were like, 
that woman found the loophole. Exactly. Right? And you just didn't get the whole story. Exactly. Um, again, not fully giving all the, the news when that happens. Anyways, so this lady is suing this restaurant because she was injured by a drag queen's breasts. Okay. So what happened? Are these real or fake breasts? I'm guessing fake. I'm assuming fake. Okay. Um, so this happened, and again, I probably wouldn't have expected it either at a place called Hamburger Mary's. Um, but I would not not expect it <laughs> in a place called Hamburger Mary's. Um, but the uh, it happened around at eight forty five. Uh, music starts to come on, and a DJ gets on and says they're about to start a drag queen show. Okay, this woman's like, okay, fine, whatever. She's gonna eat her food. Well, one of the drag queens came over to her table. However, this person ignored her, um, and the drag queen left. Later, the dancer comes back, grabs the woman's head. And, quote, wiggled her breast against the plaintiff's face and head eight times. Okay? Right. So, because of that, uh, the lady has excruciating pain um, and a headache because of this. Um, And it's excruciating cervical pain and uncontrollable headaches. All right. And she's suing them for $1.5 million for medical costs and expenses for the past, present, and future. I don't know how you do it past. (laughs) Yeah. Um, including the pain and suffering well, I guess she the physically. Pa- probably from the moment it happened to the moment she filed. That was probably possibly. the past. Um, suffering she physically and mentally endured during this time. Well, America, you know, um, that's just how it is. And the complaint alleges the restaurant failed to inform the customers of any possible dangers while eating. So my question is, does this mean every strip club that serves food well, is going to have to put a sign that goes, you may be injured by a woman's breast. To me, it doesn't have to be a stripper, drag queen. It could literally be any woman with boobs in any job. Like, what if it's a, what if it's a, right. What if someone's leaning across what the table? What if I bend down to tie my shoe as a large bosom woman turns quickly and I'm just, oh, headaches forever. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, just, I feel like it'll get tossed, but I don't know. We'll see. I just found it a little crazy that that's where we're going to, which is why I brought up the coffee and stuff. I just um, feels a little crazy. Some crazy article I saw this week, and I only have two firearm related topics this week. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'll try to leave off it for a while. But I thought one thing I thought was crazy is whenever the NRA convention is happening, a study found that gun injury rates dropped twenty percent across the nation. Really? Because all the people with guns go to the convention, <laughs> and in the state it's hell because more people go. Uh-huh. They drop sixty three percent. During that four-day time span. So because all the people with guns go to one place, like almost, not almost all, 63%, you know, in their state, gun injuries decrease. I think that's crazy. It is. So, I mean, do you look at it in the fact that, well, there's a bunch of people here that have guns and they don't injure themselves? Well, first off, the NRA did not allow guns at their convention, this last convention. So for the NRA to be like, That's guns crazy. make places safer, That's but yet they, they ban them allow. from their own convention, seems kind of hypocritical. Slightly. Um, I mean, I'm all for you having your thing. I just think the NRA is a bunch of, I don't know. I just, I don't like this whole, they have a bunch of money and power and control shit. Yeah. I just don't like that. For any corporation-backed thing. Um, anyway, uh, anything else going on, Powell? Yeah, so <laughs> something a little crazy. Um was this lady uh, in South Carolina, a uh, 20-year-old girl who had had some issues with her boyfriend. Um, th- she said that she needed to smoke marijuana and took Xanax to cope with the um, degradation of their relationship. Naturally. Um, 
Now, it led to a mental breakdown and bipolar disorder um, because she was, you know, taking Xanax, in my opinion, and not just the marijuana. Um, I mean, from what I know about bipolar, I have a relative who's bipolar, mm -hmm. and um, certain drugs do. Like, I, they liked cocaine or whatever because it was a natural medicine in some sort of way to their disorder. So certain drugs do do certain things. But, yes, I would agree uh, Xanax would probably be the one that would lead to more mental issues. Yeah. So this lady moves on to meth because, of course, oh, that's shit. the next step you move to. You skipped a bunch um, of steps. <laughs> so she went to meth and um, – excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. She was on ecstasy first. So then she studied the Bible while on ecstasy. Well, yeah. Um, she said that she misinterpreted Mary's a lot. Mary's name is really Molly. <laughs> she misinterpreted a lot of it, but she convinced herself that meth would bring her closer to God. Can you misinterpret the Bible? <laughs> it's your own interpretation, so I don't know. All right. Um, so um, she goes and gets her meth from her dealer, right? Uh, she injects herself, she says, with a larger dose than she'd ever done before. Um, and she recalled that Someone had to sacrifice something important to the world, and that person was me. That was her quote. She thought everything would end abruptly and everyone would die if she didn't tear her eyes out immediately. She doesn't know how she came to the conclusion, but she felt it was, without a doubt, the right, rational thing to do immediately. So, I'm assuming we're all <laughs> villainizing this woman, saying she's a drug addict and crazy, right? Yes. But, if yes. this happened 2,000 years ago... And she smoked something or ate something else or got there got mold in the bread, right? And she yeah. had hallucinated and had these ideas. She could be in a holy text as like a story. Yeah. So that's where I look at it from. Like, sure, she probably is crazy, but a lot of people talk to God and heard crazy things. This is this is where it gets intense to me. Okay. Okay. So this is a quote from the lady. So I pushed my thumb, pointer, and middle finger into each eye. I gripped each eyeball, twisted, and pulled out each eye, popped out of its socket. It felt like a massive struggle, the hardest thing I've ever had to do. Mm, yeah. Oh, I don't see how Did you go succeed? along with she that. She succeeded that? Yes, she succeeded. Okay. So she's completely blind now. Oh, man. Um, Because I can no longer see. I don't know if there was blood, but I know the drugs <laughs> numb the pain. I'm pretty sure I would have tried to claw right into my brain. If a pastor hadn't heard me screaming, I want to see the light, which I don't recall saying, and they restrained her. Maybe she was possessed by the Holy Spirit. Um, But I guess when they found her, she had her eyeballs in her hand, and she had squished them. Um, it says, although they were somehow still attached to my head. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> So, I just imagine a cartoon anytime I picture this. I can't even imagine a real so, life version. I can't. I don't know where to go with that, but I just seen this story and I go, this is the craziest thing I've ever seen. Um, Period. So the title for last week's episode. Yep. And my mind was real good. <laughs> <laughs> because, Have we received a lot of backlash on it? I haven't looked. Not a lot. Not a lot or anything. Um. The one thing I noticed it happened really. So we named it Trump for Life, in case yep. you haven't seen, um, because we were doing the NWO for Life, but yeah. Trump. Anyway, it was funny and it was satirical, right? Uh, People didn't take it that way, I'm assuming. Well, when I uploaded on YouTube, it was up for like less than a minute, and they already had a dislike. And I was like, "Fuck you! You couldn't <laughs> even get to when we mentioned it. You're just downvoting it for the name." <laughs> but no one else. It has hardly any listens. 
So I think uh, it did very poorly yeah. compared to other ones. Um, so I do think people saw it and they're like, oh, they're all in the Trump bandwagon on this one. I don't know. But if you, if you listen, it's not the case. <laughs> That's not um, at all the case. But I thought that was funny. Also, some other little gun thing is remember Chris Rock had that brilliant joke that I now think is like the best life sense ever Yep. about here's what you do to solve the problem with murders is you make bullets really fucking expensive. And I don't remember the exact quote, but it's like, you know, bullets, thousand dollars. People are, I would kill you, but it's not even worth it. Right? <laughs> and it's so good. Yep. Okay. Maybe hunters get a deal on certain bullets. They go for their deer or whatever. Mm-hmm. Because, but even then make them expensive, make it worth it. You know, you better take a good shot. You better be a good shot. Yeah. You better be good. Anyway. Cause I really need to come back to like, I don't know, because you can buy so many bullets. Yep. <laughs> you just really can. I mean, like maybe I, gun ranges can do like a, you can buy these bullets, but they can't leave here, and it's cheap. Yeah. But it's like to leave with them, they have to be expensive. I don't know. I mean, I've got a couple hundred in my house right now, just just in case. Right. Um, well, and as soon as they made that announcement, people would stock up. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> They'd be like, you have 30 days, all bullets in the entire United States would be gone. I mean, honestly, the bullet industry would love it. They um, probably would. <laughs> So anyway, I think that would be uh, pretty awesome. Yeah. Another thing I've noticed, basically all my thoughts are, because I scroll scroll through Facebook this week at work. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a certain type of, uh, typically a woman, I'm sure there's a guy version that I'm just not friends with, that'll post like all these memes of like, when your man gets home, treat him like a king. He needs a blowjob, massage, and dinner, right? I, I, I actually have a dude who posts like that all the time. Okay, so... And it's like constant, like, yeah. when I have a man, it's loyalty. I only, this pussy's for him, right? And yeah. it's like all kind of vulgar, but like yeah. sweet and romantic in some way. And you're like, that's awesome. And you're like, my thought process is like, with that attitude, I bet you're great. <laughs> but then you're like, wait, you've had five boyfriends exactly, in the last year. Exactly right. If you were doing this shit, I don't think that would be the case. Yep. So now I'm just fascinated by those. And then I'm like, who makes them? Do you think like... People real that are like really going through the shit make them, or it's just some dude like me or you that's like, oh, they'll share this shit and yeah. they make them with some pretty flower in the background. And these women are like, uh huh, that's right, sucking dick. They share them, <laughs> <laughs> and then they think that. And I guess that's maybe the, uh, you know, the angler's fish's light, yeah, or whatever. It's the draw men. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Anyway. It could be. So I don't know if you've seen this, uh, but there was a video that came out against Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah, where he was smoking weed, people were doing coke. Yeah, so he's in Spain on some Nike-sponsored trip, uh, or excuse me, in, over in Europe. Um, and there's a seven-second clip that shows him, they're saying that he's holding some sort of brown cigarette or cigar. It's not what it is, it's a blunt. Let's just, let's just call it what it is. Yep. Um, and there's also a woman next to him with a credit card um, with a few lines that are perfectly in a row. Um, then there's a second video... This shows the same woman kissing and taping Beckham while he's asleep. Now, my thing against this is, isn't that... Um, if it was the other way around, if it was... I'm just saying, this. Is, even though this is a female, we've got to be equal. Double is standard. Is that not sexual harassment? He was asleep, you unwilling. Honestly, here's what I think happened. Um, I'll get to my actual judgment, but what I think happened for that scenario is... So, do you remember that Olympian who... Uh, he was in like lose his medal for drugs, but then he claimed 
that his girlfriend went to this other country and got this doctor to give her medicine, and then they made out for 12 straight hours. And he gave and during him. that making out is why he failed the drug mm -hmm. test. So I think Odell Beckham knew that. Somehow he knew that first video went up, and he was like, when I fell fucking cocaine in my system on a drug test, I need a good excuse. So I'm going to have the bitch doing cocaine in the video film me while we're in bed together, and then I'll be like, must be my system from that. I think that's where his thought was at. But... This is why professional athletes should smoke cigarettes. I know like everyone's against it, but if he smokes cigarettes, he could claim I was in this other country. They didn't have my cigarettes. Someone hand rolled this cigarette for me. Yeah. And I smoked. That's why it looks like that. But it's just a hand rolled cigarette. Yeah. But instead, if you tried that, they'd be like, you don't smoke cigarettes. We've seen you. Exactly. <laughs> last exactly long. Right. Yeah. I just, I mean, it, it does suck for him. I mean, I know he got injured last year, and he's coming up on his fifth year of his rookie contract. Honestly, I like the athletes that party. I have no problem with him. Um, I just, I guess another thing I think of is he's going to take way more shit than Gronk would. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, that's just how, how the world is. Yep. But if he would have just been, you know, getting drunk in Vegas, then it would have been okay. Right. Because, um, you know, that doesn't hurt you, getting drunk. Um, so another yeah. post I saw this week um, – I want to say Sideshow commented on it or something. Somehow I saw it, mm -hmm. and it was a picture of a girl with the nose, you know, the bull nosery. I don't remember what they're called. The ones that go like uh, septum rings. Yeah, and like the middle nostrils thing. Um, we both. I have no problem with anything, right? Uh, tattoos, piercings, whatever you want to do. Cut your hair short, long. Uh, I just really don't care. Yeah. I think uh, anything can work with anybody. Uh, but basically, the thing was like. When you look like this and you're surprised guys don't want to date you or something to the extent of like hating on girls who have that, mm -hmm. right? Um, and then what I'm more fascinated about is like the thousands of comments in this post to where it's like men being like, yeah, you look like cattle. And then other people being like, I'm into and they're like, so you like fucking cows. <laughs> and then, right, and it's typical funny stuff. And then yep. there'll be like a female that's like, we do this because we don't want men looking at us. And I'm like. I mean, I don't think that's maybe that's why you did it, mm -hmm. but like to say that's why everyone. Did. Anyway, it's just a weird thing that there's this whole counterculture of like, I'm gonna try to look unattractive to you, and therefore any guy who would still find me attractive is really okay. Yeah. Where I'm like, I get that, but I'm also like, wouldn't you? Like, I would hope I looked more attractive to my potential mate or whatever. I don't For know. Sure. It's it's a weird thing. Um, but I guess that's just how the kids are these days. I just don't get it. I always wanted an eyebrow ring. Never did it. Yeah, I I've, I went through that phase where I wanted to get some facial piercings, but I was like, you know what? See, I'll good. never get my ears pierced because I just have this idea that I will not look good with my ears pierced. Yeah. I'm just like, I just don't think I'm that guy. And I've seen guys kind of built like me, mm -hmm. their ears pierced, and try to wear it down. I'm like, you look like a fucking idiot. <laughs> and so that's why I will not ever get my ears pierced. Um, but I got my tongue pierced at one time. Yeah. Did that for a while. Uh, way overrated for sure. Uh, for sure. And I want to get my eyebrow pierced, but it didn't. So, uh, anyway, now real curious about people with piercings and why they get piercings. Yeah, I hear you. I thought it was a little cool, but I guess that's not always the case. That's, that's why I got mine in sixth grade. Thought it'd be cool, so right. I got them both done. <laughs> um, last thing I have here is uh. This new article that came out that says the NASA plans to use nukes to save Earth from a killer asteroid. I'm like, sweet, we're going Armageddon style. Um, trying to blow this thing up, but it's it's not really it. Um, they're trying to just change its trajectory, not really blow the asteroid up itself or split it in half like it does in Armageddon. Right. So it goes on, you know, 
all around the earth. Um, but they have one that they're trying to uh, test that they believe will strike the earth in 2135. You know, way after we're, we're dead. Maybe, motherfucker. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I'm going to see I what forget. happens. Um, but there is a 1 in, 2000, in 2,700 chance it could hit Earth, which to me is a pretty decent chance. That's, yeah. That's not... When you're talking I mean, four digits, that's honestly, not I don't good. think it would be that hard. So, I mean, I'm sure you have the real plan there. But mm-hmm. I would think that we should just practice on other things that are flying by, right? Like, yeah. can we even launch it? Because we haven't went anywhere further than the moon. I mean, we've launched shit that just keeps going forever, but we ain't really controlling it. Yeah. Um, like, could we even land on one? Because if we could, we have nuclear warheads that would destroy one of these things. Well, what it's going to do is it's not going to land on it. It's actually going to hit in front of it and... Literally change it, move, make its move. Right, now we just say, like, we have so many nuclear weapons, I'm sure that would be, it's the whole, can we fly there? Because no one's been working on that for quite some time. Um, And that's what they were actually talking about, is how they were going to be getting it there. Um, They never really give a definitive answer, like most people probably wouldn't expect to get a definitive answer of how they're going to do it. Um, But they're saying that they would fly it out there um, and hit towards the front of it and change its trajectory. Right. Um, but just to give you, and then um, it destroys Venus, and Venus comes in <laughs> contact with us, and it's a ripple effect. Right. Of, um, oh, just to give you a, um, some sort of comparison of how large this asteroid is, um, it's a third of a mile wide. And I was like, oh, that's not that large. That's not that large. Um, I mean, but then you're like, Earth, it's, it's coming down. It's going to hit her. It's going to be a big problem. Um, now this would trigger. It says a 1.13 gigaton blast, which is 20 times larger than the biggest hydrogen bomb ever tested. Um, so obviously that that's that's a wipeout. You know, a hydrogen bomb or nuclear bomb? It says hydrogen bomb. Okay. Um, it doesn't say where it would hit yet because I don't think we can right. tell where that would happen. But to me, if that happens, it's going to all the giant dust that's going to fly up into the, it's yeah. going to block out sun for a while. We're going to get back into an ice age. We're going to be fucked if that happens. I mean, I don't know how long it would. <laughs> I mean, I just have no knowledge to know how long dust would be in the air. No, again, I don't, but... I don't know. I'm just using Stargate. Yeah. Um, but we're going to get everyone off this planet. To another planet. So they they really have two different options, which is what's called the impactor. If they can detect it early enough, that's where they can impact the front of it and change its dire- directory. Uh, if the impactor is not as flexible as a nuclear option, um, when we really want to change the speed of the body in a hurry. So if they're if they're like shit, we didn't catch this thing in time because you know we don't have anything else to do except for staring to fucking space. Um, then we're like we got to shoot up a nuke there and literally slow it down. Why don't we just construct a big shield in space? <laughs> and it'll be- bounce off of it. It'll make it have a bunch <laughs> of rubber. I have a genius side of it. We can get NASA going. You know what I'm saying? But I, I thought it was a little crazy. Another uh, Armageddon thought. And they were like, and it was um, some from MIT that goes, there's been a lot of really smart people thinking this plan out. It's been really thought out. Just so people don't like, you just thought of this off of Armageddon or some Wile E. Coyote right. shit. Um, See, like, I no, think Deep Impact was better. I know yeah. it's always weird when two movies that are like the same movie come out at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I always like Deep Impact out of that one. For sure. Um, I mean, Armageddon's cool and all, but. But it is. Um, so I have a random question for you. Yeah. Uh, so I overheard, because I work like in schools and stuff, and I overheard this little kid talking about he broke a window and he was all nervous. And I was like, yeah, I totally broke a window as a kid. Did you ever break a window as a kid? Yeah. I feel like that's something every kid that happened to. But I did it. A couple of times on purpose. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> a couple of times on accident. Because I play baseball. Right. right. A couple of times you're going to let one loose. Yeah, mine happened with a baseball On too. the front of my grandparents' house, it's still got a hole in it on the vinyl that I threw a baseball at about 15 foot up where I accidentally let it slip one time. That happened. 
But then right down the road, I mean, you've been, I lived kind of out in the country, what was more no. country than now. Right. It's weird. It's like if you were sitting on your grandparents' front porch, you would say, this is the country. Exactly. But, the but if you, you drive, drive half a mile, it's a Walmart or something. Yep. It's like, what the? F- it, well, it's because when crazy. we moved out there, there was, there was all about five houses in the last 15 years. Because first off, I haven't been home since uh, Christmas. Right. And I come home and there is now a general store and a Taco Bell right by Walmart. Sweet. Didn't even start construction before I left. They got it up in two months. It's awesome. My, it's crazy. I like the new Taco Bell fries. Coopy doesn't like them. Yeah. Because they're more uh, like home taters, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like the soccer yep. thing as opposed to the crispy like french crispy. fries. Yeah. But I think that goes better with. For sure. Especially with burritos taco. and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. So there was a, a trailer down there. It was, it was abandoned. So it's not like I threw it at someone's house that right. someone lived in. But we used to throw rocks. Because there was still glass. We're like, hey, no one lives there. It's just throw rocks. I don't know why we wanted to. But me and my buddy that lived right down the road, we would literally just walk up down the road because that was whenever you were able to do so without getting kidnapped. Um, and we used to throw rocks and we'd bust out a couple windows. Right. But that was really the only time I ever threw it at someone's window purposely. Other than that, I've accidentally broken a window by throwing a baseball at Right. Well, I remember mine because somehow I also remember uh, my friend Dew uh, at his house. He threw and broke a window on his dad's truck. And this was like a month before I did the same thing. And I remember like his parents were pissed. Yeah. Like furious, right? And I remember being like, oh man, that's not good. So then like a month later, I do the same thing. So my dad worked at this fiberglass factory and he worked like these 12 hour shifts, um, 45 minutes away, right? So he wasn't home when it happened, mm-hmm. but, and he was carpooling. So his truck was there, broke the window. My mom knew, but she was like, we're going to have to tell your dad when he gets home, right? One of those things. And I was like super nervous. So he didn't get home until 930 at night. And so I was like nervous all, all day. day right? All day long. Yeah. Couldn't enjoy anything. Uh, probably didn't even eat. <laughs> and then he walked in the door and I was like, dad, I have to tell you something. And I was probably like nine, yeah. 10 years old, maybe. And I told him and he was like, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what? And I guess he had such a, and he just goes, I had such a rough day at work. I don't even care. And I guess a guy like lost his thumb or something that day. Like some crazy, right? A thumb got caught in a conveyor belt and he's like, God was paying attention. Lost thumb. So like my dad just went to a salvage yard, got a new window. Everything worked out fine. I didn't get in trouble at all for it. Um, So anyway, I was just thinking about that this week and I was like, I bet pals broke some windows. Yeah. I've, I've broken a few, Um, but yeah, that's, that's pretty nuts. All right. So, is that all you had, you said? Yeah. The last thing I know you were wanting to bring up that I oh, yeah. want to discuss um, oh, yeah. was this teacher walkout. Yeah. Um, that I'm assuming will happen on April the well, 2nd. In the state of, it up now. So we'll say state of Oklahoma. Yes. Um, so West Virginia did a, a teacher walkout, and it led to a 5% increase in every state employee, actually. Yep. Teachers did all the work. But anyway, now, honestly, that's not that much. If they announced that here, they'd be like, great. That's a zero-year teacher, so someone just coming in. And, oh, yeah, they don't give you your raises every year in Oklahoma. Mm-mm. Like, I know some that are, like, on their seventh year getting their second year mm-hmm. because that's just how it works. Um, a zero-level person makes 31000 So we'll just say 30000 to make the math easier, you know. And so it's if you're going to bucks a year, right. Teachers Woo! spend more than that on their classrooms easy. Yeah. And, like, I've got really uh, – because my last teacher, and I got really mad at Walmart when you hear one – Parents be like, it's ridiculous. We got to buy you all this stuff. And they got like three items in our carts full of school supplies. Yep. And I'm like, we don't have any kids. And look how much we're spending. So yeah. um, 
it is all annoying. Uh, some teachers are like, you know, they're worried about the kids. These are the only meals kids get are are at school because their parents don't feed them. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. But uh, so some parents, you know, or teachers don't necessarily want to. But in the long run, I think they have to do the walkout on mm -hmm. April 2nd. Um, now, the school district we are in has not backed it yet. They're apparently having a meeting tomorrow, so we'll see how that goes. I seen Tulsa school district already came out and said, yes, yes. we're behind them. Yeah, Tulsa, Oklahoma. And now, Oklahoma Teachers Association or Educators Association, yeah. whatever. It's not a union. People keep calling it a union, but it's an association. Mm -hmm. uh, a little different. Big difference. Um, so anyway, there is a lot, a lot going on. So I kind of work in the school system. Yeah. Now, I plan on going to work because uh, the teachers aren't there. I'm not going to do anything. Um, <laughs> easy day right uh but i mean i fully support it i yeah. tell the teacher some teacher and uh, something we've noticed um is if a teacher has a husband that has a good job and they're kind of there just really for the love of it and nothing else and that's great they're like no we're not protesting and then all the ones that are like have husbands with like normal jobs or like you know at a, same around them or single mothers or whatever yeah. they're like no, we have to do we this. And it, I don't know, it's, I mean, you can just see the the class difference even there, right? Like, yeah. they can't even all get behind that they should get paid more or whatever. I hear you. Um, so, let me ask you, actually ask you about something. I seen one of my friends from high school um, post about this. Um, and I wanted to get your take. She um, obviously brought up, she says, so this teacher walkout thing, have they given any thought to younger new teachers willing to take their job for equal or less pay? Just a thought. I have a few teachers and the, a vice principal that was my old teacher mm -hmm. on here as well. Um, he put on there, he goes, well, the amount of emergency certifications that are already being issued in the state of Oklahoma is the reason that there's able to supplement even the teachers now that are leaving. Right. So it's not like there's new teachers that are able to come in and fill these spots. These are just emergency cert. And she makes a statement in here that, well, you know, I know the profession that I chose, which she does some dental assistant thing. Right. Um, she goes, and I knew what I was going to make. She goes, I haven't got a raise in seven years because that's just what we make. There's nothing else. Right. And her argument is, I knew how much I was getting into, so I've never bitched about it because that's what it is. If that's what you want to call this. And so, um, excuse me, she's some dentist tech. I don't know what the difference right. is. Um, she goes, uh, she hasn't got a raise in seven years and uh, doesn't expect a raise anytime soon. Um, says people in other states can make uh, up to twice as much as what I make here. Um, I think Oklahoma is behind on many aspects. However, our cost of living is much less uh, than other states as well. So what is your thoughts on somebody who's in a different field that has very similar regards to the pay raise and how that works? Yeah, for sure. Um, I have plenty of thoughts. Um, first, I would say just to her point of knew what she's getting into, um, like I'd said earlier, the actual pay rate of what when you're in college you're told you're going to get paid is completely different isn't what they stick to um two other laws that oklahoma is trying to pass right now while this is going on one would say that if any teacher takes a job after june 15th then they can be sued by the state of oklahoma and that also if you leave your school and go to a new school you have to start over at year zero so all that's new stuff that you wouldn't have known about mm -hmm. right now i think the easy answer here to me honestly is in the state of Oklahoma, yes, our cost of living is low and things are super fucked across the board. Like we are, we don't have any area that's good in Oklahoma necessarily at the moment, right? Um, but I would think most common sense people would say, well, if you did put the time and money into education now, 
that maybe when these kids grew up, they would be smart enough to figure out the other problems. And I think that's an easy A to B to C sort of thought process that I think is I would rather bet on that than the alternative of, okay, well, all the teachers that are good and can get jobs in other states or, you know, they'll go do that and we'll get stuck with the ones that can't leave, um, you know, and they're just gonna be underpaid. Like I, I know a lot of teachers now, like textbooks aren't even regulated really anymore. So like they'll have a whole class set where they have no spines on them and yeah. they're from like 13 years ago or something. So they're making schools choose between books and teachers and material. Like it's really crazy. Like you have to get special grants just to get a new computer that like some completely nonprofit yeah. has to pay for. Like mm -hmm. probably shouldn't be how it all works. Um, but I do always say um, to people all the time that I think it is hard in Oklahoma because when you say a year zero teacher comes in and this is a core teacher, you know, uh, math, English, yeah. science, not history, drama, all those make even less, you know, if it's not a core core uh, subject um makes 31,000 when a lot of people in Oklahoma don't make that yeah and so they're like well how are you doing that and it's like okay but you're you didn't go to school and get educated in a certificate mm -hmm. and your responsibility isn't to basically raise children because um I've just seen it there's a lot of kids that aren't being raised at home Great. or fed at home right and and like uh you mentioned someone before this who they're having their in-law or their family come in over the summer to babysit. Yeah. I'm way excited if there's a walkout with parents are going to do with their kids. Cause I think that's the only way to get to them. They don't, yeah. they see schools as a babysitting center mm -hmm. when that's not really what it's supposed to be. So, I um, I don't think I, of course I'm biased, right? Yeah. Because my wife's a teacher. Um, and I would love for her to make more money. Yeah. But when you look at, see what other neighboring States make, you can't think that our youth are going to be educated enough. Agree, and I and that's just really all there is to it. I agree, and to be perfectly clear, I am one hundred percent behind the teachers. I think they do right. not get paid at all. I just, I, I was like, okay, why? Well, I understand your basis of your argument of what you're trying to get at. Here. But a lot of jobs, like she's mentioned, you do go in a, a salary, and that's your salary. But guaranteed, she could get a raise. She's just not because you're complacent, and other people aren't. Does it doesn't mean, mean that it's okay? Wrong. Agreed, and that that was really my thing. Is I just didn't know what what your take was. But the amount of people, because um, we, which is crazy, we have, uh, I think, six of our classmates of 153 are teachers, um, which is crazy to me that that many people actually wanted to be a teacher. Um, one of them, uh, I'll just say her first name is Megan. She's been, she's a high school teacher, or excuse me, a junior high teacher. She's very good, very, very smart. Um, and her thing is, she goes, I understand that you may have not got a pay raise, but this isn't just about pay raise. This is about... Classroom, like you mentioned, right. regards to books, resources, paying for new things, okay, such like as new computers. For instance, the school here, there's not an okay, and this is different. Like you went to a big school, I went to a small school, so mm -hmm. maybe it was the same for you. And, and we live in a place that has a big school. Every textbook I had in a class, I took home. Oh yeah, it was mine. It yep. got checked into me. Mine was number nine or whatever, yeah. right? And then you had to check it at the end of the year. Um, since my wife has been teaching, I believe even at her last school, I could be wrong. Might be wrong those books stay underneath the desk and they get used by every class and you are not taking them home. So there's no homework. I mean, she's had to, I know she's had to buy books for her class to read. Yeah. She like, she just buys straight up by a classroom sets yeah. unless she wants, you know, to do whatever they happen to have or something, mm -hmm. um, you know, from a long time ago. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it is, it is crazy. And maybe my teachers were going through the same and I just didn't know it as bad. And I think it just gotten progressively worse. Agreed. I mean, it's been what, 10 years since they've had a race. Right. And, 
I hate to get political on it, but honestly, what's going to happen is so Mary Fallon's going to be not be governor. Yep. Thank God. And um, yeah, thank God. And then some other election will come up, but a Republican will run and they'll and in Oklahoma will vote for a Republican and they'll do the same stuff because they have been since I've been alive. And that's all that's ever ran the state. And for whatever reason, people won't be like, let's try something else. They'll be like, well, they go to that church a lot mm -hmm. and they vote for them. And so I don't see anything really happening. So that's why I think this whole walkout. Now, the walkout's important. I guess we missed this part out is on April 2nd, because if you don't do federal testing, you don't get money. Mm -hmm. So this walkout aligns with that. Yep. So school might be going longer to make up for it or whatever. Um, but that's why it's kind of kind of putting the pressure on, right? Yeah. So we'll see how it goes. Now, just to give a little more info on the West Virginia, again, one of our classmates um, who lives in West Virginia, um, they said that it was going well as long as the teacher, school, and administration and parents uh, stood together. Um, however, it was starting to get where teachers started to lose the support from not only the parents, but the attorney general was also threatening to take legal action against the teachers um, because of their holdout. Um, they said this will probably be issues that you'll see in Oklahoma as well. Um, if you're a parent with kids in school, make sure you have a sitter lined well, up. And the way it kind of works out, and I've told my wife that, um, well, I'll get in a minute. So, like, if, for instance, Tulsa, Oklahoma City, if they say we support it, they're going to shut down school and yeah. you still get paid. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. If their district doesn't say that and then you strike, you're not going to get paid. Okay, so, so if the school here doesn't, you know, I told my wife, like, we'll get credit cards. We'll figure it out. If you yeah. want to take a moral stand. I don't know. We'll, we'll figure, figure it out. out. Figure it out. Um, but I mean, we'll see. See what happens. Like yeah. I said, it's it's kind of fifty fifty around here. It is. Um, is where people lean. I don't know. I just thought we grew up in a world where you valued education. Agreed. And you know something I didn't know because we were actually looking at private schools for <laughs> similar to this reason. Um, I mean, you know my beliefs, which is goes against most of that. But when we were looking at one, it doesn't tell you. So there's a private school in Shawnee. Mm -hmm. I did not know that they weren't accredited. So it means none of those kids there that graduate can get a high school diploma. They all have to take their GED test. Um, you don't know that because when you look on the website, none of that information is given. Right. Um, which I find it very strange that they don't have to tell you from the beginning. We're not accredited. You have to get a GED. This is not a high school diploma. Um, I mean, I don't know. I'm honestly against GEDs, I guess. No, but but to me, if you're going to high school and you go through all that, and then you're like, oh, by the way, you don't get a diploma, and then you go do your DG, which GED, which to me is not that big of a deal. Right. Um, but still, I just find it a little crazy that... Well, my new idea, and I know we're running a lot on the first half here, but my new idea, honestly, to fix school systems, I know everyone's going to disagree completely. Uh, I think you strip sports out of it. Yeah. If you're going to privatize something, privatize the football club, the basketball club. And then people can have their boosters and support it. It's a nonprofit organization for the local people. And they have they hire the coaches. Because honestly, like, I'm not sure what you mean, but we all grew up in high school where every history teacher was a coach, coach. And they didn't give a fuck about teaching you anything. And then they get paid more than everyone else. Mm -hmm. And so, like, we basically just say, well, sports are more important than education. And they spend a – like, a football team is expensive to run. Now, I know they have yeah. boosters that pay for a lot of it. But still, like – Sometimes I'm just like, what if they just privatize it? Because, like, we have a yeah. swim club in A.O. that isn't – it's kind of part of the school, but not really. Yeah. Um, and they made that work. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just like, why do schools have to – I get it, school spirit, and everyone's like – but it's like, you would still go to school, and then after school, go do your yeah. thing or whatever. It's, it's um, funny you bring that up about, um, you know, athlete coaches. Like, mine was a football coach, and he walked into class, and he goes, 
I am not a history teacher. I'm not a math teacher. I'm a teacher that's going to save your life. I'm a driver's ed teacher. <laughs> <laughs> and that's just how we started it. Yeah. Every year. Yeah, we had a coach as a driver's ed teacher. And my year was the year they cut driver's ed. You could no longer just take it. Oh, really? And so he, for extra money, you could stay after yeah, school. Yeah, do it, all, and do it with the him. summer or something. Right. Um, and it was fun or whatever. Uh, we had one coach that was really good govern government teacher. Mm-hmm. I didn't take him. I took the easy coach as a government teacher. <laughs> of course. Um, but everyone was like, no, he's real hard. Yeah. Uh, and then when I was in junior high, we had a coach who was a good science teacher, but no good history coaches. I had one good history coach. I was Coach Bull, and he was a golf coach in volleyball. Um, so he, he had to be valuable in other places. I mean, he was one of the best history teachers I've ever ever had. Um, but anyways, yeah, I do 100% support the teachers and what they do. Um, I hope that it uh, goes well for them. I do think they deserve a pay raise, obviously. To me, 10% is what is needed. Yeah. Um, 5% is not... Uh, well, you, again, you just have to, like... I just think if teachers were in a better mood, they would teach them better. And I don't yeah. know. Uh, I just think you got to work on it. Because these kids... But Again, these people the guy, are molding his, your children. Right. Like, you want them to give the... They have them more time so, today than And before. it's different. Like, you know, I work with this dude um, who... He was abused when he was young in school. And so he hated school or whatever. And I look back on school. And I was like, oh, it was cool. But, like, to me, I picked up a lot of stuff from a lot of teachers, right? Yeah. Like, took with me... And I guess not everyone had that experience, so they're like, not. well, who, who the fuck cares about them? Yeah. So, I don't know, it's weird. Anyway, so I'm going to try to get to the, I'm going to make the video game TV stuff super quick, because we really need to get to a break. Yeah. Um, Far Cry 5's coming out soon. I know you haven't played a game in a long time. Is it going to be the first game you buy early and play? It will be. It's set in Montana on like a religious cold. It. Looks yeah. crazy. There's like side stuff to where there's a Viet, the season pass already has a Vietnam mission, mm-hmm. an astronaut mission. And a zombie mission or so it's crazy. It's, it's stuff. pretty nuts. Um, I was wondering if you're gonna get that. And then so on Netflix, I watched. So they done a queer eye reboot. Mm-hmm. The queer eye for the straight yeah. guy for that. And there's five new gay guys. I think I didn't watch the first one, so I don't really know if they're new. But I'm yeah. pretty sure they're new guys. Watched the first two episodes. First episode. It's like uh, it's one of those shows that'll get you almost a tear up. Like I won't completely cry, but yeah. you like get good but you, feelings, right? You, you get watery because the guy they do, man, he's just this old country motherfucker, mm-hmm. and. Uh, the second guy's like this uh, Indian, uh, India Indian yep. guy, right, with like a big beard, IT dude. And my big takeaway is like, basically, they just got five good friends for a week, and then they felt good because they had friends. Yeah. Right, and they all got along. It was a great time. Um, first one's definitely worth watching. And then Koopy was all hating, like, there ain't no way that there's another episode that's good because that one was so good. So I watched the second one. I thought it was good, too. Yeah. But we watched the first two. But I highly recommend it. I'm not a big reality TV person, but uh, I just really liked it all, all around in general. For sure. Um, I mentioned I'd mention Atlanta every week, so um, Atlanta was on this week, and it's super awesome. Uh, the title for this season is Robin Season because it's winter, mm-hmm. so people are robbing for Christmas yeah. and stuff. So there's always stuff like that happening. Um, there's a new character that lives with the three other main characters this season, and he like just got out of jail, and he's uh, – the certain archetype black guy's like, I tell you what, boy, I get you that money, boy. Come on, boy. And like every time he talks, that's I all, lose it. Yeah. I lose it. It's so funny. Um, and then I've been watching on Comedy Central the comedy roast battles because mm-hmm. um, they're just super funny. And then I do need to watch Jessica Jones season two because it just came out this week. Uh, Koopy has been busy, so we haven't got to watch it yet. That will happen. And then I believe, and I could be wrong, I'm one boss fight away from beating Persona 5. Wait. And then finally, 
I'm, I'm going to beat it again someday because I already have trophies I want to get, but yeah. not anytime soon. I'm going to beat that motherfucker. And be done with it for a minute. And be done with it for a while. I've really? played it so much that I'm really... Um, I, and it sucks because it kind of affects my feelings of the game or whatever. Then now I'm just trying to rush through it because I'm like, Jesus Christ, this game is so long. Um, it's still really good. It's just like... Could they make the game any longer? Yeah. These Japanese people. But anyway. <laughs> For sure. So when we get back, uh, I don't think we have any emails this week. So I'll no. shorten that up. Figure out a story because we don't have one of those. And then we'll do our top five favorite movie sequels. Yes. And I will even go as far as to say that all of mine are even better than the first in the series. But I don't know. It could be a close call, I guess, on some of them. I'm not going to say all of mine, but some of them are. Okay. For sure. All right. We'll be back. All right. Right, and we're back. So, powwow. All right. So, as always, if you have any suggestions, corrections, or ideas, please email us at thepowwowwithmo at gmail.com. That is T H E P O W W O W W I T H M O at gmail.com. All right. And the story, because we didn't have any emails this week, which is fine. It's cool. Um, our story this week we're going to go with happened uh, the New Year's Eve of the semester that we pledged. Okay. So you were 18, I was 19. Yes. Um, it was a little crazy, but it's a quick one. That's fun for sure. So basically, we wanted to throw a New Year's Eve party because no, no one else in our fraternity was. Yeah. It was really weird. We had parties for Thursday nights all the time, <laughs> but not but New Year's Eve. Or not New you Year's would assume Eve. was like the biggest party that you would have. Right. So, um, Fish, uh, one of our pledge brothers, he mm-hmm. was good friends uh, with Jake, and Jake lived with Brett. And them two had a house, and basically Fish was like, they'll let us use their house to have this party. So we are in charge of inviting people. We got all the alcohol. We called up Darkness. Darkness made a bunch of rum runners. Yep. Um, got a bunch of alcohol, right, and had a, had a fairly good party. A lot of glitter, um, for whatever reason. <laughs> a lot of glitter. So, yeah, when it turned midnight, because my favorite picture from the night is I'm covered in glitter with wine in my hand or something. Yes. Um, we sprayed bottles uh-huh and then someone threw confetti while they were spraying the champagne <laughs> bottles so there was glitter just stuck to the ceiling everywhere and walls ceilings right and again so, this is not our place right. unfortunately and we said we would clean up because we didn't think and there we was do. any way it would get as no, nasty like, as it was it'll take 15 minutes 30 minutes cleanup will be done right so one of my favorite memories from that earlier that night um is Brett, who's no longer with us, whatever. We'll get more in a minute. Yep. Um, I'm, I plugged my iPod up to his PS3 because that was a thing that you could do and you could just go through your iPod and play songs. And I remember we got to Plies and the name of his album, I believe, was Miss Pretty Pussy. <laughs> and Brett was like, we listen to that Miss Pretty Pussy over here. And like, <laughs> Brett's like the most country army guy. Like, Definitely. Uh, not a fan of rap music. Um. I remember that stuck out to me a lot for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, so anyway, spray champagne, glitter gets all stuck to the ceiling. And then these three random guys who we partied with later at uh-huh. someone else's house, like two months after this, uh, they just show up and start and, talking shit. By the way, we're like 15 pikes deep at this party. Yeah. And probably more really. Um, yeah. There was, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of people in our fraternity. 
I don't remember. They were trying to, they were flirting with somebody. There was one person in particular that they were trying to get with, some girl, right? Maybe. I just remember yelling flying knee at someone. That was about all. Right. So anyway, they were trying to flirt with someone. Mm -hmm. And I, I, in my mind, I have who it is, but I don't know if it's accurate, so I want to say yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, basically, whispered in this girl's ear, like, I'll eat your pussy or something. It was right? something crazy, yeah. Something crazy. And then she was like, looked right at her boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> and was like, this guy just said he's going to eat my pussy. And yeah. then that led to basically everyone but me because I'm just not violent being like, we're going to beat these dudes ass. <laughs> yep. Yep. And then you find need somebody. Yep. Um, I think you like injured your knee for like permanently that now. Like, yeah, it was bad. Was, um, but it was a great fly knee. Right. And people were fine. And so it was like 15 on two or three people. And uh, my highlight of the night was Brett pulled out a shotgun. Because again, Brett don't give a fuck. Yeah. Because it was his house. And Brett, was about to shoot these people. And so I put Brett in a full Nelson and Brett's bigger than me or whatever, but yeah. I put him in a full Nelson and wrestled the shotgun out of his hand. Yep. And then I hid the shotgun in the dryer, <laughs> which at the time seemed smart. And then, so once there was 20 people out in the yard, we we're like, cops are coming. Yep. Um, a story we haven't told you is I got arrested a few months before this, mm -hmm. um, probably one month before this actually. Yeah. Um, and so I haven't really done anything crazy in that meantime. So this is like the craziest thing. So, uh, friend Vanessa, she gave me a ride home because I was like, I got to get out of here before yep. cops show up. Um, and that's how the night ended for me. And then the next morning, uh, we get a call of, hey, where's the shotgun, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, it's in the dryer. So they found that. Um, and then we had to go over and clean. And that's where you're like brooms on the ceiling trying to get confetti it was, off. And it got, I feel like it got worse after we left. Well, we had two different vacuum cleaners there, and they would both just fill up instantaneously. Yeah. Like, it just... I just second. remember we cleaned for like an hour and they're like, hey, there's still a whole five gallons of rum runners. Let's play beer pong. Yeah, with in the rum middle runners. there, we just started playing beer pong with rum runners and got drunk at like 11 a.m. It was so bad. On New Year's Day. It was so bad. Yeah, so anyway, um, that was my year to two years of drinking. Yeah, know? it was so fun. We just had a good time. So, our top five list this week are yes. top five favorite movie sequels. Yep. Uh, now, I mentioned earlier, I think all mine are better than the originals, but uh, there's probably some arguments you made on a couple of mine. Mm -hmm. And then that, there are plenty that I left off that I wanted to put. Yeah. There was a lot more than I thought there would be um, once sure. I really looked into it. Now, it seemed to me all sequels are really, that'd be superhero, comedy movie, or kid movie. Yeah. For the most part. like Those are the three things that have mm -hmm. sequels. Um, not a whole lot else does. So anyway, uh, let's just go ahead and get into it, pal. What is your number five? So my number five is going to be Rush Hour 2. Rush Hour 2 is pretty good. So, I mean, it, it was, Rush Hour was obviously, I, I loved Rush Hour. I, I've watched all three of them. I know there's Rush Hour 4 coming out now, um, right. which seems a little crazy, but Jackie Chan looks the exact same as he did in the first one. Um, just maybe some gray hair. Um, but the Rush Hour 2, it was with the Golden Dragon, and they've got to get the plates and all those other jazz. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. Rush Hour 1 is the crime is happening in L.A. Rush mm -hmm. Hour 2, it's back in China. Um, Yes. It takes place in both, but yes. But that's like the hook. That's the main story. That's what makes yeah. it different. Now yep. we're going here like Three Ninjas. Oh, shit. I didn't put Three Ninjas I was going to ask God you if you put it. that. God damn oh. it. <laughs> anyway, I was say like Three Ninjas 1, they're in a the house. Three Ninjas 2, they're in Japan. Yeah. Or whatever. Right? Um, and we left out. One of us should have had Three Ninjas. We should have. Um, definitely. I can't believe I forgot about that. Um, anyways, Rush Hour 2, I loved Chris Tucker and Jackie Chan. And it, it was 
it had comedy, it had action, uh, it had that sex appeal with, I don't remember her name, that FBI agent. See, what I always found crazy, it may, because Chris Tucker, he was funny, he's not now. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, there was the whole Shanghai franchise, Shanghai Nights and Shanghai uh -huh. Noon with Owen Wilson. Owen Wilson's way funnier. Yeah, for sure. But they're not as good of movies. No, but he... Somehow Rush Hour is better. Agreed. Um, and I don't know if it's because it came out first and that's what people gravitated yeah. towards, but Rush Hour 2, my number five. All right, my number five is from when I was a child. Um, I watched this movie probably every weekend for a couple of years, mm -hmm. you know, if not more often, which is Ace Ventura 2, When Nature Calls. Yep, that's a, that's a great one. I think it's better than the first. Now, I know it's blasting a lot of people, especially people a little older than us yeah. that really remember the first one. But see, I don't, the second one is what I remember more. Right, well, and the second one was made for kids. The first one was, a, I'm sure the first one's a better movie. Right, like there's a little bit of detective yeah. work actually involved and so like that. Whereas in the second one, it's just all jokes. It's funny. But as a child, they just love Jim Carrey. Like I was obsessed with In Living Color at mm -hmm. four. So at six, I was like, I love Ace Ventura 2 or yeah. whatever. Um, I just loved it. I liked the whole cliffhanger scene opening where he's trying to save the animal. And then he's like in the Buddha monk thing. And then they come and get him. And then he does a slinky down the all the steps, <laughs> which is like so funny to me. Yeah. Um. And then I like <laughs> a lot of things really stick out about that movie. Uh, whenever he's in the Jeep and he's like, chitty, chitty, bang, bang, chitty, chitty, yep. bang. And then it zooms out and he's actually bouncing and they're on like a perfectly That's the one paved where he, road. He's birthed from a rhino, right? right. Birth from a rhino is <laughs> one of the best movie scenes of all time. I think most people remember that yeah. scene at least. I remember that whole montage before that too, because where he's eating the stuff out of the chimp's hair because he looks like a chimp. Yep. And, oh, I love insane. Ace Ventura too. It's, it, so it's a great good. one. It's so good. I'm going to have to watch it now, now that you bring it up. I'm sure it's on something. Yeah. So my number four is going to be Men in Black 2, where they have to go get Tommy Lee Jones back after he had, you know, been neuralized. Um, I mean, honestly, that's my least favorite of the Men in Blacks. See, I don't like the third one. I like the third one because the guy from Fly of the Concords is the is, bad is guy. It? Yeah. Now, it does some stupid plot hole shit. Yeah, for that sure. That ruins the rest of the other like, movies. Uh, okay, but... yeah, you've just ruined all of it. Well, the first one's like a good movie. I love the first one. The second one. And again, and the thing with sequels is they're almost always just cash grabs. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I just know you love Will Smith, so I figured that's why this would be on here. Exactly. Uh, but, I mean, it's not a horrible choice. I enjoyed it when it came out, but I haven't thought about Men in Black 2, you know. And I've, I mean, I've watched it I don't know how many times. I mean, last time we were actually watching this podcast, my mom texted me and said she bought right. Men in Black 1 or 2, and she was watching it <laughs> yeah. as we were doing this. Um, but, yeah, I, I love Will Smith. The Men in Black 2 part uh, – I don't know why, but I think the when he goes and gets him from the postal office, it cracks me up that whole little right. scene of him like, this is not how you wrap it. This is horribly done and has all these jokes. And then he's got all the you know aliens in the back where he's like, boom, and then it breaks off into this craziness. Right. It says that's how you know that aliens are there because they have this beatbox that they can tell that. I don't know where that came from. Um, but yeah, Men in Black well, 2. And I could be well, wrong. I don't know enough about this stuff. Men in Black was a is a different comic book, right? That like the movies are based on. I think it is. I don't know enough about it. To... I'd be interested in the original one. Yeah, I bet it's like darker. I say I bet it's probably. I mean, the first one is a little more darker than right. The second was definitely lighthearted. Um, there are some very funny parts. Um, but yeah, Men in Black, the first one is definitely darker. Yeah. To begin with, I mean, it starts off with smuggling Mexicans across the border. Um, that, that's how the movie well, starts. And the main alien bad guys, uh, Vincent D'Onofrio. Yeah. He's in Daredevil and all kinds of other stuff. Yep. Um, all right. My number four is another staple of our 
high school to junior high age. Um, I, w- I would argue it's better than the first, but I would be an argument. I mean, it'd be a debate, which is American Pie 2. That's a, that is a great debate. Right. Um, because to me, I don't know if I can choose between the two. I mean, to me, they're like American right Pie there. 1, right, was like the original, but the second one was like the fun for like where the age we were at, it was more, it was like, oh, it's a summer and they're getting a house. Exactly. So they're banging all these chicks. And uh, it's really funny. Uh, it was, you know, again, sequels were core when we were teenagers. Yeah. Um, and you would bring back stuff like Stifler's mom showed up. Exactly, or whatever. right? He's like, I got to prepare for, for Stifler's <laughs> mom. <laughs> and then eventually they just kind of kept that going forever. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's where MILF was born. Yeah, the first because one, Because of American sure. Pie, the first one. So anyway, I really enjoyed American Pie 2. Um, I thought just where it was. There was just a time in my life, and I, I think it's hard to remember because now I feel like I'm so educated and cool <laughs> but it was like no when you were 15 you watched the dumbest like i watched every national lampoons movie yeah. every sort of this stuff right Not like teen movie and all that jazz. right yeah. loved it all loved it all um an american pod 2 um went with that just because it's you know the sequel and that's yeah. what the comp no the category is great choice so my number three is going to be blade two. Oh, it's a good one um i loved blade the first one the second one is where they have it it's those vampires that have like some sort of issue disease thing with them. Their mouths open up to some crazy ass looking. See, I thought the third one, their mouths open three ways. Third one's with uh, Triple H. Right. I know that's Triple H uh, and Ryan Reynolds, but I thought the vampires in the third one, their mouths open this. Well, excuse me. The, there's a few of them that are infected, like the son of the king of the vampire. Uh, his mouth opened up like that. Yeah. I mean, honestly, um, the second and first one kind of blend together. They, they kind of do. Um, but this is where he like gets with those band of people and. Um, it's got Ron Perlman in it. Right. Um, you know, they're, they're trying to take out these bad vampires, which are worse than the regular ones. Um, now that is definitely a little more, it's even to me slightly more dark with regards to those crazy looking vampires. Um, than the first one, um, cause the first one definitely got some cheesy CGI with the blood right. God and whatnot. Um, but I loved blade. I love all three of the blades. Um, I don't know which one I like more. I've watched Blade One more than any of them. Right. Um. That's because obviously it's been out longer. But I just remember going and seeing Blade Two, and I was like, "These vampires scare the shit out of me." Like, yeah. if I ever seen one, I'm just gonna stay in there. I don't know what I will do. Now I've got a pistol. I'll try to shoot it. I ain't gonna do shit because I don't have Needs silver bullets. Have silver bullets. Um, but yeah, I loved Blade. Um. So Blade Two is my number three. All right, my number three is the newest movie on my list by far. Like even on my honorable mention. Okay. Which is Twenty Two Jump Street. Oh, that's a good one, man. Now, I actually just watched that this past week at my grandparents' house. And it's really because I love Jonah Hill, and he doesn't do many... Him and Seth Rogen and James... All the dudes, like, I love their comedy movies. Mm -hmm. They don't do sequels. Not many. So... I wish they did a sequel to This Is The End. I don't know how it would happen. I just... That movie was awesome. Oh, yeah. I really enjoyed it. I love it. You have to really be a fan of theirs, I think, to like that movie. For sure. Um, I mean, they've always hinted the whole Pineapple Express, too, which they hint at in This Is The End. Uh, But anyway... 22 Jump Street, uh, I think, in my opinion, 21 Jump Street was way funnier than I thought it would ever be. Yeah. And then when they were like, they're making a sequel, I was like, well, it's all going to be good. And they made it just as funny, in my it's opinion. so good. Um, they go back to high school, and right. he sleeps with the captain's daughter. Yeah. And there's it, that two-minute montage of well, and then Jane Tatum running around. I liked at the end of the movie where they tease all the crossovers. And there oh, really yeah. was a... 22 Jump Street or 21 Jump Street Men in Black crossover and where the next 23 Jump Street was going to be crossover with Men in Black. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is going to be crazy it if they do nice. this stuff. Um, and I hope they do. But I like Jonah Hill and I think Channing Tatum showed everyone that he is actually can be really funny. 
Because he can kill some funny parts. Dude, he is hilarious. Like, and him and this is the end. Super Again, funny. Awesome. Um, so anyway, 22 Jump Street was my number three. Awesome. So my number two is going to be Jurassic Park, The Lost World. Okay. See, I think it's like, I don't know. I Compared to my friends, I didn't love Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. And I thought the second one was, or is it the third one I hate? Whichever third one, which one starts hate. off with the little dinosaurs and they like run around and attack a little girl or some random thing like that? Um, that it's that like a little is herd the second of one. Them. That's Isla Sorna. Um, the second one with the little compies that attack the girl where they land on the yacht or whatever. Yeah, that they're on. yeah I don't like it. Um, Cause see, the third one's one that I least like. I don't remember the guy's name, but then Doctor Grant, who comes back for the third one, because for whatever reason he wasn't in the second one. Right. The third one lost the appeal to me. Um, the second one, I, I always forget that guy's name. Um, oh my god, he's in those apartment commercials. Uh, oh, uh, Goldblum. Yes, thank you. Um, he's in this one, and I just it gets crazy because there's two parts of it. There's when they're on the island. They've got the problem of trying to save the dinosaurs. From Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum. Well, no, I thought of it as I thought of to Pineapple Express uh-huh. when Seth Rogen goes to the high school to pick up his girlfriend, and then her the like <laughs> high school guy she talked to, he's like, you "Do a killer yeah. Jeff Goldblum impression." Oh my, that's crazy how you thought of that. Yep. Um, but anyways, the second one, so they're they're in the island, you know, they're trying to protect the dinosaurs. I'm at first they're trying to observe them, that engine shows up, and they're trying to trap them so they can bring them back and open up this giant thing. Well, then. All of a sudden, they they break it out. Um, well, see, and also never know what's canon. You like, uh, like the first one's canon mm-hmm. with the new movie Jurassic World, but I don't know if the second, third, or just the second one is also considered that did happen or not. You know what I mean? Because they have like they haven't done a great job with that series of keeping it well, all straight. I know that Jurassic Park is referenced, obviously, in the in right. the new Jurassic. I World. feel like the. Th- Third one they act like didn't have. I don't know. I don't think the third one rules. did. Um, but yeah, you're right. It's definitely a little strange. But I've I've watched all three of the Jurassic Parks. The first two multiple times. The second one more than anything else. Right. Um, I just really liked it because there's a lot more raptor version. Like there's more raptors that go on yeah. in the second one. That whole crazy little well, scene. Again, I mean, same with all the other sequels. The first one's a better movie, probably like yeah. legit movie for average movie goers. Jurassic Park two is like. For all those kids who love Jurassic Park, one. This is going to be a great Jurassic Park. Too. So that, that's my number two, Mo. What's your number two? Uh, my number two and one I argued a lot about. I'm glad we did it the way we did. Some we didn't mention here. Both our number ones would probably be on our list, but mm-hmm. since they're the, we just were like, we, we'll keep we them just said let one of us have the other. Yep. Right. So my number two could have been my number one, I think, but I don't know. But it's Austin Powers 2. That's a great one, man. Uh, I believe it's Austin Powers, the spy who shagged yep, me. The spy who shagged me. Is that me. one? Uh, Cause that's the one with fat bastards, right? So that's already nice. <laughs> so me and Kubi debated this a little bit. Uh, I I honestly think if I look back on it, I think two's better than one. I think one's probably a better movie. Again, like we've said, all this shit's but, a better movie. But the second one's just so funny. It's funny. It has like the callback jokes where it's like they do the exact same joke as the first movie. Yeah, they're like, let's do a million dollars. But it's so funny. And then the third one. It goes too far because they keep doing it. Yeah, that's the gold member one. But right? I, I say now, if they came out with an Austin Powers four tomorrow, Mike Myers, everyone, it. it would be amazing. Like, if you go back and watch those, because I made Kubi watch the whole trilogy with me last year, mm-hmm. um, because she was kind of hating if I remember correctly, and I was like, I think you're misremembering. These are great movies. They just got a lot of heat, and they're so so funny. Like, I think Seth Green's character is great. 
uh, you know, Dr. Evil's son. Well, and the fact that Mike Myers is Dr. Evil and Austin Powers and Fat Bastard yeah, I mean, and eventually it's, it's Gold awesome. Member. Um, it's just great. And Dr. Evil's the best character. Yes. Which it took a while for people to understand. Now, my only issue with the second movie, and I mean, it is my number two, so I love it. But I also loved Austin Powers 1. Like, I bought the VHS the same day I bought Revenge of the Nerds on VHS, and I just watched it nonstop. I didn't even heard of it in theaters or anything, mm -hmm. and I thought I discovered, you know, this Austin Powers yeah. shit that no one ever heard of. <laughs> and I had friends who were like, yeah, I own the movie, and I just <laughs> exactly had no idea, right? right. Um, but at the after the credits run in Austin Powers 1, they have a, this is what happened to everyone. And it's like Dr. Evil runs a fast food restaurant. Austin goes off and does this. Like every character has something that happened to him. Mm -hmm. So for there to even be a two, I remember being really pissed at first. Like what happened? Right. Um, now I do remember being upset because I was like in love with Elizabeth Hurley mm -hmm. from Austin Powers 1. And then she turns to a fembot real quick in two and is out of it. Yeah. So I was like, well, that's a bummer. But um, I like the whole time travel. Someone stole his mojo, yeah. baby. You know, all that. Um, and yeah, Fat Bastard's just a great character. Like probably the most quoted movie character of our high school junior For high time sure. period. For sure. I don't know how many times I've heard someone yell, get in my belly. Exactly. And Chili's banked on that one. Oh yeah. Chili's had their whole thing. It's like, it looks like a baby. <laughs> I'm going to eat your baby. Oh man. And Mini-Me. Mini-Me was interesting. Mini-Me's in awesome. He yes. wasn't in the first one. Uh, and he's amazing. Anyway, everything about Austin Powers 2, it honestly should be my one, but it's my number two. No, that's, that's a good one. Uh, so my number one, um, I believe, was my number one on movies, um, which is TMNT Secret of the Year. It was your number two. It was my number two? Yep. I can't remember. I have to go. But yeah, I Independence love it. Independence Day. Huh? Independence Day. Oh, Independence Day. You're right. That's one. Yep. Um, I can't believe I forgot that. Um, so anyway. But yeah, Secret of the Years, I love it. I'm still wearing Ninja Turtle t-shirts to this day. Um absolutely love the first one was good but again that second one was like this is for the kids exactly um it was just it was just that perfect what well, they had um, some of those answers that you needed i think for kids and even now i think in general as an adult too the way our generation is we like to kind of like a villain yeah. a little bit right and so the first one's like you can't like shredder but the second one you can like those giant monstrosities because they're cute and they're like rah, rah. yeah they're like oh they they got you know, experimented on. You can't hate them for getting experimented on. Right. And so you still kind of like them, but you also like the turtles and yeah. all kinds of cool toys came out of it. You got to own. For sure. Um, I mean, that snapping turtle was. I mean, we've crazy. talked about Ninja Turtles plenty of times. Uh, yeah. They were just, I mean, they were the first thing I loved as far as like toys, clothes, yeah. shows or whatever. I mean, it was, all, and then you have Vanilla Ice in it. Yeah. To, to cap it off. I mean, and then Super Shredder turns at the end. Um, but I mean, it was just, I loved it all around from beginning to end. Um, good movie, but yeah, definitely number one. All right. And my number one is D2 Mighty Ducks. Perfect choice. And again, like you mentioned, this was right here for my one and two. I'm glad you have it as your number one. Right. Um, you get Russ on the team with his knuckle puck, which I don't know. And I know you've done it because we've talked about this okay. before. We all tried doing the knuckle puck. It does not work. Well, I think uh, the best way to sum it up is – I have pictures of me from a Christmas mm -hmm. where I got a hockey jersey that had Taz and Bugs Bunny on the front. Mm -hmm. I got a hockey stick and a puck, and I'm standing outside on December 25th, hot-ass sun with fucking green grass next to me. <laughs> it's Oklahoma Christmas. And I'm like, yeah, hockey. <laughs> That's how much I enjoyed Mighty Ducks. Yeah. Never played a real hockey ever in my life. 
Uh, Me neither, but you enjoy Mighty Ducks. Right. You're like, I'm going to just puck. I'm going to hit this shit around my roller skates. Exactly. Um, right. It was, and it was great. Like, I just, it's probably one of my most watched. Like, you know, iPods keep like a play count of your songs. Mm-hmm. Like, I have a new iPod that I'm all pissed that it's still so low on the play count because I want to see like my most played. Um, I wish there was that for your life of movies you watch. Oh, because yeah. as a kid, I don't know how many times I've Like, if you rented a movie, you watch like four times in that oh, yeah, day or whatever, least. right? And then if you owned one, you just watch like every weekend mm-hmm. or whenever. And I couldn't even get, I couldn't even guess how many times I've watched D2 Mighty Ducks. Yeah. I mean, I would probably say I've watched the first Mighty Ducks less than 100 easily. Yeah. Maybe less than 50. But the second one, I watch it all the time. The whole Olympic aspect. Agreed. Um, I just really, really enjoyed the second Mighty Ducks. It was just the shit when we were kids. I mean, and I, I just looked up the to make sure that I had the right picture in my mind of the cover, which has got um, the Mighty Ducks guy on the left. And the Jamaican. The right. And the, yeah, the Trinidad dude on, on, yeah. on there um, with, you know, Gordon Bombay. You know, Emilio Estevez standing behind. Yeah, him. and you have fucking Coach Bombay gets off to business, you exactly. know. And, and then he burns his goes poster. The dark side comes back, and they have the cool uniforms that they make a team after. Oh, it's the best. Yeah, it's it's an awesome movie. Um, I'm glad you had it on there. Um, Mighty Ducks too, awesome. So one thing I wanted to mention that I wanted to have on the list, but I didn't have a place for it, is next Friday. Oh shit, yeah. Because I wanted to put it as number five, but I didn't want to take Rush Hour Two because I've just I I love Rush Hour Two that much. But I think Ooh, next yeah. Friday has to be, in my opinion, that five B at least. Right. I mean, I some people think that's blasphemy. I bet, but still. I mean, I love next Friday. Um, I have a lot of honorable mentions. Now I wanted to put the Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. Um, and my reasoning was I hate Batman. I think Batman <laughs> is the most overrated comic book hero guy or whatever. Just not a fan of Batman. I never enjoyed his whole, like, he's rich and his parents died. He got all this money and he's sad. Like, I just have never enjoyed his character. I do think it's funny on the Justice League. They The Flash asked him what his superpower is because I'm rich. Oh, at least they're which, owning it. Which is, and that's why I was bringing that about. I'm glad they're finally starting to own that right. that part of it. Um, So I've never liked him, but the Dark Knight's amazing. I don't like Batman Begins much. It's okay. And I don't like Dark Knight Rises or Returns or whatever it is. Um. Don't really like the first or third, but the second one is really good. Heath Ledger, it's great. Christian Bell's pretty good. Yeah. Um, it's shot really well. It's a good made movie. So I almost put it there, but then I was like, man, I don't really like I haven't watched it a lot because I don't love it like that. Um Scary Movie Two, I almost I was put. gonna say Scary Movie Two, I have now as an honorable mention. Like I oh and it really it might have should have been over Ace Ventura, but just as a kid, I loved Ace Ventura. But Scary Movie One is okay. I really think two's better. Uh, the guy with the strong hand. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> oh my god! I remember thinking like Anna Ferris was attractive mm-hmm. way before. And, like she did House Bunny, and everyone's like, "Oh, she's really attractive." Yeah. Um, but I really like Anna Ferris. Now I like anything the Wayans brothers were in ever for, for sure. anything. Um, I really liked how. Uh, I believe it's Marlon Wayans. Is no, no, yeah, Marlon. I don't ever know which one's uh, which, honestly. The older one, uh, like how he's supposed mm-hmm. to be gay, right? And like. This whole thing. The ghost has sex with that girl, and that's a fun scene when you're a kid. Yep. Uh, I don't know. Everything about... Because he makes his girl put on that football outfit. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird. Scary Movie 2 is great. Um, Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers. I eventually got burnt out on it, but when I first watched it... It's the worst one. It's like nothing but the middle part. It's like, on the beginning, it's on like, the end. Because when I first watched it, I was like, oh, this is going to be awesome. But that's right. You just like, uh, okay, are we going to finish this? <laughs> what, what are we going to do here? Um... 
but I, I do like that. Um, Toy Story 2. I'll say Toy Story 2. I've got it. That's a great one. Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. Obviously, I love the first one more, um, but I think it's still a decent one. I mean, one I think that probably won't get mentioned by many is Hellboy 2. Oh, um, The Golden Army? Yeah. That's I, a good one. I really liked Hellboy. I really wish it got more hype than uh, other things, other, you know. Yeah. Uh, magic superhero stuff is. I think th- I, I thought really Hellboy, Hellboy in general was awesome. Yeah, and the uh, second one's better than the first. So, um, Back to the Future. Oh, I, that's the a great second one. one. I think is real good. So, and my grandma will probably shoot me for this, but I've never watched Godfather two. Yeah, me either. I watched first one. It's the best one they say. But and they're like, that's my grandma says like, well, two or three's not not that great, but you got to watch them. I mean, I've just never watched it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm sure it. I don't know. Like, I love Goodfellas. Uh-huh. I, I like certain Italian sort of movies, um, but I've never had a desire to watch Godfather, and I've never had a desire to watch The Sopranos. And I know, like, we did our HBO list, you know, mm-hmm. fairly recently, and people are like, "How have you not watched The Sopranos? If you've watched like everything else on it's HBO, like, I just, it's so, not my type of. I don't know. And one I have to bring up is The Mummy Returns, which I told you on break that I think that's the first, at least, big rock movie that I can think of. Yeah, with the uh, Scorpion King. That was his first one, um, and then outside of Scorpion King related stuff, it was yeah. some movie with John Travolta where it was like about Hollywood. Inside, it was so boring. I went and watched it in yeah. theaters, and I was like, "God, oh, it's horrible." Yep. But um, yeah, I, I loved Mummy Returns. But yeah, I have a couple. Um, honorable Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Mm-hmm. Liked that. Gremlins Two. I loved as a kid. Didn't even watch Gremlins One, but Gremlins Two had Gizmo or whatever yeah. his name was, right? And he was awesome. Um, Land Before Time 2, mentioned before. It's one I'm really surprised you didn't have, and I honestly didn't put it because I thought you would, so I kind of took it off my thought process, is Major League 2. Oh, snap. I forgot all about it. Because I think Major League 2 is better than Major yes, League 1. because um, he he gets all, you know, with his Terminator. And well, he's the Coach Bombay. Exactly what it is. Charlie Sheen's Coach, Coach Bombay, Bombay. Which is funny because they're brothers. Yeah. Charlie Sheen yeah. and Emilio Estevez. Um, and then, yeah, the team's like – brought together it's almost the same movie it's exa- almost the same thing and they bring in these people and they kind of clash but they work as oh a my team. god i can't believe i forgot about major league two yeah um they that's a great movie because then he comes back and like oh no he's back because he walks out in his jacket and his fucking glasses with his skull and crossbone on his front and so they play a song for him you know they're expecting him to come out in his right all mr suit and he walks out, and then the wild thing, and everyone in the stadium he has goes a ridiculous bananas. haircut. <laughs> That's All right. crazy. And then two more that I had is Harold and Kumar too. Yep. Not that it's necessarily good. I just like Harold and Kumar. Yeah. And I had uh, Too Fast, Too Furious. I also like. I think it's my favorite Fast and Furious. But I know on almost every list you look up. It is dead last. How? Even below Tokyo Drift is Too Fast, Too Furious. Tokyo Drift to me was the worst. I actually didn't hate it, but I've not seen any. I didn't see four, five, six, seven, whatever they're on. I've I'm only seen, seen the first three. Um, I and I love Too Fast, Too Furious. Six the other day, I think. Um, I've recorded it because I was like, I want to try to get back and watch some of these. Well, to me, it was a street racing movie. It wasn't a fucking host movie where we're taking over the world or whatever. They, tri- they It looks crazy now. I'm like, oh, it looks nuts. So anyway, Too Fast, Too Furious is my last honorable mention. So, powwow, uh, what do we have next week? Um, I'll be honest, man. I, I don't even remember. I looked at it earlier. Uh, let's take a look here. So this week was top five movie sequels. So next week, I don't have. Sorry, top five favorite stand-ups. Oh, shit. That's what it is. So hold on. Let me let me ask. Does this mean like stand-up comedians or yeah. stand? Okay. Comedians. I thought you were like stand-up shows. 
No, no. Um, we'll do uh, comedians. This one's going to be hard. Like, I'm probably going to try to watch a lot of stand-up this week. I'm going to have to watch some. Because uh, I haven't watched stand-up in a long time. Like, just actually. Right, and I don't know if I want to keep it, like, all the time or just right now. Because, for instance, uh, on Netflix, there's a show called The Stand-Ups, uh-huh. I believe is the name of it. And it's got, like, six 30-minute sets, like, mm-hmm. shorter sets. And the first guy on there is so funny, but I've only seen that one thing from him. So I don't know if that's enough to make, you know, my top five yeah. or whatever. Um, so, yeah, we'll have to we'll have to do uh, – we'll have to figure this one out. Yeah. I'll have to get on it quicker than I did this week's, definitely. Yeah. I mean, this week's uh, – it was easy for me to rattle them off, but – Right. Yeah, and I'm then, a- uh, let's see. What is today? The 11th for us. Yep. So is that two weeks we're going to – uh, MMA fight, one of our... We are, our fraternity brother. KV yeah. is going to be fighting. We already got these expensive-ass tickets. <laughs> Anybody else interested, look into it. Um, we're going to go check that out. So in like three weeks, maybe in two weeks... Two weeks, I bet we could do it. We'll it's, be able to talk about it. It'll be that next day that we do the podcast. I bet we yeah. can bring up some stuff at least. So And, and then, hopefully he wins, man. I know he's right. been doing well. And I don't know, if you want... I don't know what you're doing. You might be real busy. But I have uh, a lot of time off coming up, spring break. Oh, yeah, you do. I have a total of 10 days off in a row. So that's cool. I'll just be hanging out. <laughs> Hopefully beat Persona soon. God. I bought Final Fantasy twelve uh, because I've been beating all the old Final Fantasies that they've remastered mm-hmm. on PS4. I'm skipping 10 because I hate it. I hated 12 as well back in the day, but I'm going to give it another chance. Rusty, I remember, beat it back in the day, and he liked it. So if he liked it, I feel like I can yeah. try. And he's in Oklahoma, I believe, at this exact moment at a wedding or something. Really? I don't think I'll be able to see him. I don't think the schedule worked out, which is a bummer. Um, someday, figure it out. Jeez. All right. And also, we've looked into some equipment that we may buy yeah. in the future. We'll see if... I mean, honestly, we got to see if if no one's going to listen to our podcast. I don't really want to drop money, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um. So we'll, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see what happens. But, all right, that's all we got this week. Um, again, if anyone wants to ask any questions, present any topics, top five list, any of that, you can email us. At thepowwowwithmo at gmail.com. Again, that's T-H-E-P-O-W-W-O-W-W-I-T-H-M-O at gmail.com. And, Snappy, we did get an email from you this week, but it literally just said <laughs> support email. And that was it, man. No, no attachments, nothing. You're right. So I don't know if you were trying to write in, but... We didn't get it. Send us again. All right. That's all. Peace, guys. And again, this beat is going to be by Sin City Beats. Sin City. Peace. Peace.